0: Well, tonight on the podcast, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to talk about them folks admitting something that they hate to admit. Now, recently they had a poll that was done by YouGov and they had polled people on the right or Donald Trump voters, And a lot of his voters had believed, according to this poll, that racism against white folks have become a bigger problem than racism against black Americans. Now on the surface, you would just hear that and say, what kind of alternate reality or twilight zone these people are living in? What would even possess them to even say some crap like that? We live in a system of white supremacy. They came up with the term white supremacy. They run everything. They control everything. They in everybody's country trying to uh, push their will upon them they're still taking resources doing this doing that if they don't like what you're doing they try to destabilize your country like what are you talking about that all of a sudden there's a problem against them but but, uh, but you got to understand you got to read between the lines so let, let's continue let's let's do our homework a little bit and we're going to go in on that so they say the survey of about 1638 US adults was conducted from July 13th to 17th showed that among the 2020 Trump voters 62% say that racism against black Americans is a problem today. they say while. 73% say that racism against white Americans is a problem. say they asked how much of a problem racism currently is. Just 19% of Trump voters describe racism against black Americans as a big problem. Quote unquote, And a twice as many 37% say racism against white Americans is a big problem. Let's say Trump voters and self-identified Republicans overlapping, but not identical cohorts are the only demographic groups identified by YouGov and say who are more likely to say racism against white Americans is a problem than to say the same about racism against black Americans. And say a majority, fifty-one percent of white Americans, for instance, think racism against people who look like them is a problem. And say, but overall, is a far more white Americans, seventy-two percent, say racism against black Americans is a problem. But let's get to the people who's 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 saying that quote-unquote racism against them is a big problem. What are they actually saying? Ladies and gentlemen, now don't listen to the words I told you at first. Let's really listen to what they mean. Racism is for them. We live in a time period where they can't get away with what their forefathers got away with. See they can't get away with what they was getting away with in the 1960s in the 1950s. We don't have to go all the way back to the slavery days. We can just go back that far. Right? One point in time in this country, they can call you whatever word they want to call you and nothing would happen to them. At one point in time in this country, they can beat you. They can have you on a rope. They can do whatever they want to do and nothing would happen to them. They're going by their day like as, hey, it's just one of them things. They were so used to doing that to black folks. That was like a, a a pastime on the weekends when they were off of work. They'll go figure out ways to terrorize black people. And when you hear them saying, "Oh, I missed the good old days," that's what they miss. They, they don't say the good old days like, "Oh, well, food was cheaper, cars were cheaper. Oh, I can buy a house for seven thousand dollars." You know, you see, I've seen them kind of advertisements. That was boy, that's interesting to see that, right? They're not talking about that. No, they're talking about I could be. Uh, a white supremacist with no pushback. I don't have to worry about what I say. You understand? them guarding their words feels like oppression to them because they have been the only group of people in America who has been truly free to say whatever they want for a long time. So for them not to go out and just say the N word to you or anytime they feel like saying it, that that feels oppressive to them. Because in their house, they say that about us all the time, right? We know that. I told you, by the age of two, they're teaching their kid that word. Why? Because either they teach it to them directly, or they learn it indirectly because it's always been said in the house, okay? That's why you see kids go to daycare from their community, two, three, four, and they saying the N word. That child didn't come out the womb saying that. That child heard that in their house. So they passed down anti-black racism as part of their cultural uh, 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 identity. So when you are denying them the practice of anti-black racism, you're literally oppressing them because that's part of their cultural identity that they chose. So to them, because I can't say the N word to you whenever I want, or it's going to be a consequence that's oppressive to me. I feel oppressed. That's racism against me because I can't say what I want to you. I can't, it feels horrible. I can't do that. I long for the days that I wish I could have freedom of speech and freedom of speech for them. is to say the most vile things and nothing happens to them. You have to understand like the brother that recently was, was out there. I think in a Georgia, whatever was fishing and filming and that Karen got fired for them. That's oppression. That's racism to them. Because now they're losing things behind treating you that way. This woman lost her job. Then the guy come copping police to the brother, talking about, oh, she lost her job, she got a big mortgage, who cares? A lot of people got big mortgages. If you got a big mortgage, you stay behind in the car and go to your house and work your job. See, everything in life is a choice. See, when when you're a white supremacist, you feel that I should be able to just do and say whatever I want. And it should be no consequence. But anytime black folks had something to say, it was always a consequence even when we weren't doing anything. And at one point in time in history, if a black person looked at a white person in the eye, it could have been a consequence. So look at, look what kind of oppression that we had to live under. And now you living under a time where it's actually becoming some equal justice now. And not because you was nice and say, Oh, well I just want to make, no, 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 no. We made that happen. We made it happen. One thing about black folk, don't you ever let them tell you, well, we gave you freedom. Well, we did this. You didn't do crap because if we just sat down and waited on you, we'd still be on a plantation. The reason why we off the plantation, we were turning up so much in these slave revolts that eventually everything to come to a head. You think we're going to stay in slavery forever? I mean, come on now. You look all the way up to the civil rights movement. They had to concede because black folks was turning up. Black folks was having uprisings all over this country. You got to understand after Dr. King was brutally assassinated, this country turned on its head and they really thought America was going to go down. How much black folks was turning up after Dr. King died. They had to give that civil rights bill and that fair housing act to get black people to go from out in the streets. You have to understand, we had a lot of brothers coming back from Vietnam. So they had all these guerrilla war tactics. All these different things was happening with brothers and and sisters out here. They felt like they had nothing to lose. And one thing is is dangerous for any people is to know somebody don't have nothing to lose. When a person feel like I don't care about live or die, it is what it is. That's a dangerous individual. Because when a person don't live or die, they're willing to do anything. Because they say, I ain't going to live anyway, so it is what it is. might like, go out with a bang. That's very dangerous to the white supremacists for black people to be in that mindset. And that was the mindset that black folks were in. So they had to concede to get black folks to calm down, to get black folks to say, okay, maybe I can't believe in this thing called America a little bit. That's why they did that. They did not do that because they feel so bad about the treatment of black people. They didn't do it for that reason. So you have the lady that lost her job and the minute that lost a job, lost a business for not even sometime, not even saying the N word and that lady with the fit, the deficient, the, the she didn't say no N word to that dude, but even their approaches with racism, that's the thing. They don't have to say, no N word. They could come up to you. Well, what are you doing here? Do you live here? Like, did you pay to be here? We, everyone knows what you're doing. So it's not that you even saying anything that has a racial slur attached to it. You've done it so much. And then like the dude that told the brother, well, why are y'all always filming? You know why We always filming and we're going to continue to film day in and day out. We're going to film cause hell y'all filming all the time. You're filming on the, on the, on the highways, you're filming in, in the parks, you're filming in businesses. You're filming everywhere. You got traffic light cameras, everybody's being filmed. So, so what's the problem? The, the problem is the cell phone camera has been an agent of justice for the black man and woman of America. The reason why we have to film is because two reasons. One, if it's our word against yours, they're going to immediately take your word and dismiss ours. This phone right here, when we say this racial issue happened, I got the video evidence. I'm going to post it on TikTok, YouTube, Facebook, whatever. You can't deny it at that point. So it throws away your white supremacist preference in the system where your word is all going to be believed over a black person. Number two, the reason why we have to film is because we need to make sure to get out internationally. The human rights violations that white supremacy commits against Black America, if we don't have it on film, then it didn't happen. That's the way people view it these days. So if you, so what we have to do is, when you coming up to us asking us, do we live here? Immediately we go say, oh, now say that you say that I live here. We have to do that and post that, and that, and and your companies don't want to be attached to you. The reason why they don't wanna be attached to you, not that they just so self righteous and they they don't agree with you. But the fact is black folks spend a lot of money in this country. Black folks spend over a trillion dollars a year. And if a corporation sides with people like you constantly, then guess what happens with black folk? Oh, we're not going to shop with you. We're not going to buy with you. We're not going to get your services or whatever the case may be. We're not going to do it because obviously you don't like black folk and nobody want to lose the black dollar. I don't care what it is. Corporations will will cutthroat anybody. They, especially when they red handed caught, they will let go any of you because they don't want to lose the black dollar. None of these corporations do. So you feel because your corporations don't want to lose the black dollar. You can't say whatever you want to say to us like you used to, or can't harass us like you used to. And now you're losing your job, your business. Nobody want to mess with you even in your own community. Cause they like, you know how your community, your, your community is very individualistic. They're like, I forget you. I'm not messing my bag up with black people. Yeah. You, listen, you know, good and well the rules. This is what they tell each other. You know, the rules we say that behind closed doors. We don't say that in public. I mean like, come on, you know, better than that. And if you say it publicly, I'm gonna have to disavow you because you broke the rule, the white supremacist code say it behind closed doors don't say it publicly you say it publicly we don't know you we will fire you that's been the rule so because you're having a consequence for your mouth or a consequence for your actions this is why you feel it is a big problem well guess what let me let me break some more news to you it's about to come an even bigger problem for you okay because not only black people but even these other groups, They also calling you out now and usually what we do, everybody else follows. So if we filming, everybody else going to film, everybody else going to upload you. now you feel this or why only us, other people are doing it. You're not the only one because we will, we will film anybody who's doing it. We don't care. We have a no nonsense policy when it comes to the way we're treated. For hundreds and hundreds of years, the white supremacists have treated us any old way. And we surely not going to let nobody else follow behind you, even if they got some sort of skin color to them, treat us any kind of way. Look at Yatine Chu. Remember her? She got the smoke. She isn't a white person. She was called a white supremacist. Why? Because she was assisting white supremacy and trying to harm black people. She so, so she was getting the smoke and she was shocked that she got it. I covered that video on our uh, the black congregation channel. Go, you can go check it out. She was so shocked that, that, that everybody came at her like that. And she's Asian. If a person's Hispanic and they get caught doing something, they get in the smoke. If the person's an Arab, Native American, they get in the smoke. Even another black person getting the smoke too. Everybody gonna get it. Anybody that talk like you, side with you, or move like you, they're going to get it. My last podcast, I was coming at a, a black Nigerian immigrant. He got the smoke like nobody's immune. We, one thing we're not doing from, from, from this day on, we're just not putting up with it. The only way you respect yourself is you don't put up with any kind of anti-black racism no matter where it comes from. For example, the Jewish community. They don't put up with nobody talking about them, talking down about the Holocaust, et cetera. The moment you say something, the ADL is on your butt. And I always say it in many of my videos. I respect the Jewish community for that. I really do. I say, and we need to be just like the Jewish community times a thousand because of what, we ha- what happened to us during slavery. The Holocaust didn't even happen here in America. It happened in Germany. It was a bad thing that happened but we was enslaved in America a lot longer than the Holocaust. So this is why I say that we should have a, be a thousand times more like that than even the Jewish community is. And the Jewish community always say, Hey, never again. I agree with them. And we should say that times a thousand. Never again, never again. We're going to sit up here and just allow you or anybody to be having anti-black racism. Cause we know exactly where they go to. First it starts off with words, different actions and we don't stop it. We'll end up back in slavery. We know your history. You still have a loophole in the 13th amendment to put black people back in slavery through prison. You over police and criminalize our people in low income areas cause you you specifically target low income areas because they can't fight you legally in court. They can't pay for lawyers. They can't do any of that. And so they're going to be a one to plead out a case a lot quicker. Let's say somebody's parents who's making $100,000, 200000 a year and a black parent who could, who, got, who could pay for a lawyer and fight a case. Let's call it what it is. You don't, you don't see our six- and seven-figure black families talking about the police always harassing them because they don't, don't live in those areas, to be honest with you. And the police know who's who going in and out of a lot of these places. They see the black people there. They do. And they know, oh, these black people, huh, they, they probably got this one in the third, so let me, let me leave them alone because the majority of black people aren't criminals, not at all. But the day has, has come and is going to continue to come. And then not, also you talk about against you. Y'all have to understand the world now is getting tired. The world is calling them out too. It's not just black America. It's the world. The world don't want to deal with them too much anymore. Why? Because every time they come around them, they come with some, some uh, racism. Oh, you listen to what I tell you to do because I'm, I'm the folks. And you got Asians saying, nah, man, especially Chinese. Like, nah, I'm, I'm good with that. You got Africans saying the same thing. Like, nah, nah, nah. We, then, you know, you want to go to the African continent and push LGBT. You want to just push whatever you think your lifestyle should be on other people. And people are rejecting that. And for you, because they're rejecting that, rejecting you and anything else that go along with you, in your mind, that's that's racism against you. So, if that helps you define what racism is, you really need to read a dictionary. Also, read a couple of books. I know a lot of you don't like to read books. I get it. You don't. You believe anything that's being told to you on Fox News Channel or Newsmax or OAN or anything else that you're watching. But gone are the days of your forefathers. You will never get it back. I know you wish, listen, I don't care if Donald Trump gets in there tomorrow you would never get it back what you had in the 1950s or 60s. You could try to roll back affirmative action. You could try to roll back all the voting rights. You can roll back the civil rights act. You can roll back everything that you want to roll back. But I promise you, it's still not going to be what you think it's going to be if you roll all that back. It's not. And even Donald Trump is not silly enough to push things like that. He's not silly. He know better. Trump didn't get to where he was at by being an idiot. He'll, he'll, he'll gaslight y'all and let y'all and say his things to y'all to give y'all red meat. So y'all can come vote for him. But then when Trump get in office, he don't do that sort of stuff that, he, that he, he's, he's talking on the campaign trail. He, listen, he talked about immigration and listen, I agree with a lot of this stuff with immigration, but even he couldn't solve the immigration issue because it's, it's too, too wide open. They, the Republicans should have changed the laws, asylum laws. But Republicans are not going to do that because they benefit from people coming in on low skill labor. They benefit from that. A lot of Republican businesses, I'm in Texas, hire people who don't have citizenship that come from Latin American countries. And they're everywhere working. And, and they, they, are so, they are so integrated into the Texas economy that you really can't, like, oh, I'm going to kick them out. No, you really can't. Cause you kick them out. Like you talk about kicking them out like that. Cause all that, that theater they doing about now you can maybe stop more of them from coming in. You can say, Hey, we got enough. We good. But they have enough here where they so integrated that if they was to, they would say, we're not working no more. They would they would shut down the economy. So all that talk that y'all do about immigration, and all that, that's not stopping Biden and them and just imported a bunch of people in. In other words, you're not going to have it like that no more. It's not, it's gonna be more people here in this country that don't look like you, period. Some gonna side with you, but then eventually, I'm gonna tell you what's about to happen. They're gonna wise up eventually and look at their numbers and look at you and they're gonna start looking and say, why are we siding with them Fool. They say, wait a minute, we got enough people here. We got got our kids here now. They can't kick them out. So yeah, we about to start doing, taking over some politics and we about to start doing this and that and the third. And one thing about these other groups, they're not gonna look out for you. They're not. Them other groups are gaming, y'all. The only people that actually would probably agree with you a little bit more would be black Americans, actually. But you're against us, and you're going to see what happens to you. You're talking about us as a problem. You're about to see how them other groups are going to be because they got they having their kids, first and second generation, and you can't kick them out like you can kick out their parents. You understand? And they're going to have something for you, too, these other groups. Because one thing about these other groups, they're not loyal to anything. If they're not loyal to their homeland, they definitely not going to be loyal to you. They just going play in the game with you, and I see it. I've talked to them, and they've told me, other groups have told me they, they the certain games they play to get things out of y'all. And look, hey, I mean, you hustling, get hustle hustle them. I ain't tripping on it. Only thing I say is in the midst of your hustle, leave us alone. As black America, don't try to join with them and pile on them. You'll get some trinkets, but no, because you're going to create an enemy you don't want with black America we we're not putting up with you, with your crap. So get your bag. I don't care. Just leave us out of it. But them days of you just doing anything you want to people and sure you can still do some things cause you got some control. You still could not give us, you know, proper water supply like you're doing. And you know, you could still try to, you know, sabotage our business and all that. But you know, really you're on the tail end of, it, of your rule beyond which you're on the tail end and you know it, you know, listen, You know it because you can't reproduce even globally. You can't. That's an issue for you. You know something's wrong that how hot the sun has been and there's no relief from it. And the sun is gonna get hotter and hotter and hotter. Now, children of the sun, you know, like myself and other black people throughout the world, and maybe some even other groups who could deal with the sun, they'll be okay. The sun can literally come right next door to the earth. We'd we'll be okay. But only thing I can say just to, you know, I'm just being a human being is maybe if you can't deal with those issues, because listen, even sunscreens coming out is giving them cancer. They say it's, it's more benzene in those sunscreens or the fake melanin that they're putting on to be out in the sun. Only thing I can say is take pandemic measures. Um, you, know, you know, during the pandemic, everybody was lock down. So I'd say to protect yourself, just lock down. Um, and, and only go out, you know, when the sun go down, I don't think that I could suggest uh, to you. I say, but you know, I mean, Hey, it's climate. They talk about climate change is a problem. It's a problem for you. It's not a problem for me. I go in the sun all day long and I'm good. You know, they got black people out here talking about, Oh, you need to put on sunscreen and this and that and the third. I'm like, what I say, then they, they have come out and say all the chemicals that's in that stuff. And I was told I, that was the first time I ever heard a black person tell me, we need sunscreen too. Why? Why do we need sunscreen for what? Because you know, the harmful rays of the man, the sun, the sun been been beating on black folks for thousands of years. Our ancestors was enslaved in this land, working in the sun, picking cotton and they and they lived up over to over a hundred lot of them, 90 to hundred. And they were slaves picking cotton, doing all the work for the folks. If, if it was so bad for us to be out there, most of us wouldn't be alive, but they would all died off because they're working out there in the sun all day. If they'd have been getting cancers or whatever the case may be, because, you know, skin cancer because of the sun. Come on now, how did our ancestors survive? All those years, picking cotton, share cropping, all different work that they did in the sun. How did they survive? No, God has blessed us to be children of the sun because of our melanin. This is why they want to try to harvest our melanin and trying to figure out ways that they can get it. This is also, and I've heard this said many times, why there's a push for them to have children with black people because they won't survive unless they have children with black people. Cause they need black people's melanin. And since you kind of hearing what I'm saying, that's why you have to thoroughly reject those relationships because they need your melanin to survive. if you so superior and you say you have been superior forever, you say you are superior. What shows how superior you are in the sun. I tell any of them, I say, look, if you really want to show me how superior you are, you go in the sun, me and you can go in the sun with nothing on no lotion, no nothing. Let's just go in the sun all day. We'll make sure we got enough high, hyd- you know, be hydrated, you know, electrolytes and stuff like that. Hey, let's go in the sun. Let's just see which one of us, how we would look in the end but I promise you this one of us could have third or fourth degree burns and I, don't, and I know it's not going to be me. So, but ladies and gentlemen, I mean, Hey, look it, America's changing and, and they're having a hard time with that. They're having a hard time with the change coming up in America. Only thing that I can say to you is embrace change. Change happens. Embrace it. Listen, as black Americans, we had to embrace a lot of change, some for the good, some for the bad, but we had to embrace a lot of change you have not been progressive for the past 500 years. And this is why you are having a hard time with the change. So either, you know, get on board with the change or, you know, you can go, you know, down kicking and screaming, but the days are gone where you can just do anything you want with no pushback. You pull a George Floyd uprising is going to happen. It's just that simple. You call us the N word and the other names. You may lose your job. You may uh, lose your business. You may lose your house because you can't pay for it no more. Somebody may, you know, uh, tap you on your jaw a little bit. Something like, it it could be a whole lot of things that could possibly happen to you, right? So just, all you have to do is be a good human being. Respect everybody, right? If, If you feel in your heart, oh, I don't like him here. What is he doing here? Push down the temptation of being a white supremacist and just go home. Just go home. Think about your job. Think about it. Is it worth losing your job telling that black person something? Especially when they're filming you. Is it is it worth all that? Just think about it. It's not worth losing your job. I it's not worth losing your business. I'm telling you, I would want nobody to lose their job or business. But that's but you're making choices. And if white supremacy is more important to you than your food and your household, then like, hey, that's you committed to the cause. But the days are gone where you can just do anything you want to do and black people don't push back or don't say anything. And if that's oppression to you and it is what it is, but it's definitely not racism, not, not no way, shape and form, but you never really been the sharpest knife in the drawer. I mean, black people had to build the country, and innovate the country for you. So, I mean, I understand the legacy of not really having to be the sharpest knife in the drawer, but a new day is here. Embrace it because we surely will.